And let's look at verse 7 and verse 8 this morning. Thank you for being here with us this morning. What a blessing. Kids are dismissed to go to their classes. Let's look at Psalm 19. And uh, our theme this year is refocus. Uh, and uh, I like to remind you of refocusing. Remember the old days? And the younger generation don't know that. But remember the old days when we had a camera uh, and we had to take uh, a picture on which we have literally to focus the, the camera on, on so we didn't have a, like a blurry picture. Uh, I, I re- know some of you remember those days, and those cameras are gone. Now we have those cell phones on which does everything for us. <laughs> you know, we have a cell phone that does everything. In those days, we had to do the whole thing. I remember one time I had a camera. It was at my sister's wedding, my younger sister's wedding, and I was going to take a picture, and I dropped the camera. And, uh, and the camera started making weird noises. And it was very disruptive. <laughs> I had to walk outside with the camera because it wouldn't stop. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that camera. But I feel bad because, you know, I was trying to focus the thing to get a good picture and pfft, fell on the floor. <laughs> anyway, look, let's look at Psalm 19. Let's look at verse 7 and verse 8. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that your word is true. And Lord, your word has the power to transform people's lives. And pray this morning, if there's someone here, Lord, that never received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, may today they call upon you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So refocus. I think this year is refocus. I think my goal this year has been, you know, the Lord laid my heart last year, is for us to focus or refocus on what is important in life. What is important to me in my life? You know, like it's easy to, to pattern our lives after other people. Or after other things, we want to be like so-and-so. We want to be like so-and-so. Look, so-and-so. What about being our pet in our life after Jesus? And say, I want to be more like my Savior. Yeah, that's the goal of the Christian life. That should be. You know, like, you know, uh, I remember, you know, when I was a teenager, Michael Jordan. Wow, he was the greatest player. He's, he was a great player. I, I mean, actually, I, I retired watching basketball when he retired. <laughs> I did. But he was just a great player. So, and how many kids my age? At that time, that, that wanted to look like Michael Jordan, you know? Uh, it, it, that they want to be like him. It's not like he told them to be. They, they try to pattern their lives after people. You know, be who you are. Pattern your life after Christ. So refocus. God's word is the title this morning. God's word are trustworthy and true. So there are quite a few folks out there who simply deny the infallibility of Scripture. They go on to say that the Bible is full of mistakes and errors. I tell you, folks, I've been reading my Bible for my like 25 years or so. I didn't find a mistake yet, even though people say that. So most of them never read a Bible, but they have their opinion. They hold that opinion. Oh, the Bible is full of errors. It's an old book. Oh, you know, like, why could you read that? Well, well. When it comes to opinions, let me put it like this, everyone have one. Everyone has an opinion. We opinionated people. You know, you ever see like uh, on the, 
on uh, Monday, Monday morning after the Patriots play a game, especially when they lose? Everybody knows more than Belichick knows. Why don't you go try to go there and try to coach the team and see if you can do better? You know, like everybody understands. Oh, everybody has an opinion. And I say, I just look back and I just sit back and like, wow. <laughs> and sometimes I got my own too. But you know what? Ultimately, you know what? A lot of times people have opinions, but in their opinions, they're honestly, they're wrong. But anyway, when it comes to the Bible, there are many people who are dead wrong about it. So my take on this is that many people have their wrong opinion about many different things, and that includes the Bible. So the Bible is not there to defend itself. Listen, folks, this book, this Bible, this encyclopedia of, of uh, um, 66 books is not here to defend itself. You got that? The Bible is not going to argue with you to believe it or, or, or not to believe it. You're never going to have that. But the Bible, God's word, God actually gives you a choice. You either believe it or you reject it. You have that free will to do that. You can believe that you can find God in here. You can have a relationship with the God of the Bible. Or you can say, I don't believe anything. You got the opinion. But opinions come in the end with consequences because when we opinionate it, and we have opinions and we make a decision, in the end, there's consequences or blessings. Either way. For an example, if a person gets into drugs, oh, that's my prerogative, that's what I want to do, in the end, there's consequences. Every time. But if you don't do it, there's blessings. You don't have to go through that. You see the same thing about God's Word. So there's a choice to deny it, the truth, or a choice to believe it. All of us... Uh, here this morning fall into categories. The believer's category or the non-believer's category. Now, this morning we will be looking at the infallibility of Scripture. When we say that Scripture is infallible, we are saying that is it are any errors, and that is true in all its ways, and all is trustworthy, and is trustworthy for guide us in, through life. Imagine you are taking a, a, a cross-country trip Put it this way, and you have only tools you add uh, to guide you. Let's say, for an example, your GPS is not working right. There's no signs in the road that remove the signs. Your map is, uh, uh, is, is not written right. And let's say your, um, uh, your compass doesn't, doesn't have north or south. Uh, you think you could, you could go, you're, gonna go, you're going to get to your destination that easy? Probably not. So, some people, they think that I go my way without any direction in life, and when I die, I'll go to heaven. No, the Bible is a road map. It tells you what to do and how to get there. You know, well, I, you know uh, some we, the days we go, like, I don't know how to get there. Give me the address. I got the GPS. I get there. So what you do, you trust in the what? GPS to get there because you actually don't know. You, sometimes you drive. I have no idea where I am, but I'm trusting this little guy right here. Same thing about the Bible. We can say, I don't know where I'm going, Lord, but I trust your word to guide me through life. I don't know where I'm going, where I'm heading, but I'm trusting you. That's the Bible. All right? You know what? Well, we need, if you need trustworthy tools for your road trip, how much more do you need trustworthy tools to guide you through life? You need a trustworthy God to navigate life, and God has given us what that in Scripture. Hey, listen, I know in many homes, if they have Bibles, 
I'm not saying you here, so don't get, don't 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 go there. Yeah, but I've seen, I, I, I've seen, uh, on which Bibles only decorate houses. That shouldn't be that. A Bible is to be a tool that we use on a daily basis. You wonder why they have Bibles on social, I mean, on your phones, so you don't have to flip through the pages. They're right there, and they even made a way that somebody can read the Bible to you. Isn't that great? You're driving, hands on the wheel, like keep, and somebody's reading the Bible to you. The words of life. So the Bible is God's inspired word. That is, that scripture came from God. When people say men wrote the Bible, you can call that person a misinformed, and if he keeps going, he said, you're lying to yourself. Well, this is what happened. God dictated the word of God, the Bible, and he told somebody to write it down. That's what the Bible, the way the Bible is written. God said, write it. And like me saying to you, uh, uh, Robert, hey, Robert, I want to write a note, uh, but I'm busy doing this. Could you write that for me? And Robert gets a piece of paper and a pen, and I say, Robert, write this. I'm so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. He's writing my words, not his words. You follow that? That is what the Bible is. God dictated the Bible, and people wrote the Bible, wrote the words of God, but God was the one who said it, who spoke it up. So this thing to say men wrote the Bible is a nonsense, misinformation, and people that even believe that, they're lying to themselves. So God's word is infallible because God is infallible. Or to put it uh, in another way, you can trust God's word because you can trust God. So let's look at this subject. God's word is trustworthy and true from several points this morning. Number one, God's word is perfect and complete. Okay? So if you have any denomination out there, say, we have the Bible, but we have this other book. I'll tell you what, folks, that other book got to go. The Bible is complete. There's no need to add anything to it or subtract from it. It's the complete Word of God. If you say, what God says about this subject and that subject, search the Scriptures. It's right here. It's right here. It's God's Word is right here. You don't have to add another book. One other thing, you need, it here is everything you need to live a godly life, to be a good citizen, to be a person of honesty, trustworthy, a person somebody can trust. It's all here. God's Word. So God's Word is perfect and complete. God's Word is, is perfect and complete. The Word of God, the, the, I mean, I'm sorry, go back down a little bit. There are many books out there full of sorts of facts and information, but... Only the Bible is the perfect book. It's never old. If you go to the bookstore and buy a book today that is just printed, let's say, this week, you give it about three, four years, and that book looks old. And you're going to tell by your reading, wow, this book is old. Especially if it's books about, let's say, science, um, uh, 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 medicine, and uh, uh, maybe other information, things like that. You're going to look at it like, wow, we already discovered this other thing. This is old. Not the Bible. The Bible is forever new, always up to date. You know why? Because the Bible wants to reach your heart and my heart and also tells you about a God that loves you. God is not old. God is forever new. What a great God we have. So, all of his words are trustworthy and true. It contains all you need to know in order to come to God's. It is sufficient for salvation. 
God's word is perfect and complete in every way. So the Bible comes from God, and there is two characteristics of God that especially ensure in us, it's a, uh, in, uh, in, in, of us infallibility of His word. So God is omniscient, and God in God's word I trust word. God, I am sorry, of God's omniscience and God trot, uh, uh, truthfulness. I'm sorry, I just made a mistake there. So let's look, look at this from a couple of points. God is omniscient. Letter A. God is all-knowing. In other words, there's nothing that the Lord does not know. You can't fool God. You cannot fool God. He knows you inside and out. He knows all about you. Actually, He knows you more than you know yourself. You say, wow. Another thing is nothing that you've done that God does not know. He's all-knowing. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the heart of every man. He's, he is perfect in knowledge and understanding. Have you ever gotten an answer wrong on a test? Of course you have done. Of course you have done. You, why, do, why do we make mistakes in tests? Because we don't, we're not all-knowing. You know, that's why some people try to cheat. And some of them try to get the answer key. You know why? Because we're not all-knowing. But now God, God knows all things. He knows all but not God. He knows all things, and so he does not make any mistakes. Let me put it this way. Did you ever make a mistake? I think all of us can go like this. Even me, because I have made many mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. You follow that? You are not born to the wrong family. You do not have the wrong parents. You are not born in the wrong country. You were not born with the wrong color. You were there. You are exactly where God put you. That's why, you know what? I hate racism. That should never exist. We are made in the image of God. No matter what culture, what background you have, we are made in the image of God. God put you exactly where He wanted you to be. You see, Look what it says here in verse, Psalm 12, verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver trying to furnace over earth, purified seven times. That's how pure God's word is. And it says, as for God, His ways is perfect. The word of, 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 the, of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those who trust in Him. For the word of God is right, and all of His works are done in truth. God is not a liar. God is omniscient, omniscient uh, so his knowledge is complete. He's not lacking any knowledge. So you do not need to worry about God making any mistakes because he does not make mistakes. You can change, uh, uh, you, you can change in a, in a uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what I wrote here, but anyway. <laughs> it is the word of, I mean, God is truthful. Let it be. God does not lie. I'll tell you what. I had a friend that I knew. I was not a friend. I knew him. His name was Joe. And Joe was a good guy, except he had a problem. He was a big liar. The guy, like every other word, he was lying. To a point that we, did, we didn't believe him. It's like, everybody, we looked at him and like, Joe, is that true? Because now we question him. Because every other word was a lie. He came out with these stories like, why in the world do you have to just lie? It's not even pleasant to be around you because you lie all the time. And you know what? That's the way Joe was. He was a liar. And he never changed his ways. Is God a liar? 
You know what? Some people think that God is a liar. God is not a liar. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me, he's telling you the truth. When Jesus said, I will come again, he's telling you the truth. He's coming again. When Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions, he's telling you the truth. He's not lying. But people think that God lied. God is not a liar. God simply tells you the truth. So being omniscient is not enough for God. Someone could be omniscient, but I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, and, and know all things, but unless they were also truthful, you still could not, couldn't trust that what they said. They got to be truthful. So God is a God of truth. God does not lie. All of his words are true words. So you can open the Bible and believe that God's word is the truth. I don't read my Bible thinking that God is lying to me. Actually, that thought never passed in my mind. I read my Bible. I want to know about my God. I want to know. I want to be a better person. I want to be more like Jesus. Not because I'm a pastor. Just because that's what my desire. That's my relationship with him. I believe God's word to be truth. Otherwise, I wouldn't even read God's word. But some people think that God is lying to them. That's why they say when is a calamity? When is it destruction? Where is God in the midst of this? Where is he? Well, you deny God all your life. You don't even believe in him. Now you're calling, you say, you're questioning him. Where is God? You know, when 9-11 happened, now many people say, where was God? You know, I said one time to a person, well, do you ever ask the question, what is Satan doing in this world? He brings death and destruction and pain and mayhem. Where is God? Out of mayhem and pain, God brings goodness. I don't know if you remember 9-11, in the midst of all that destruction, it was a piece of steel sticking up in the air. It was a cross. Wow. Peace in the midst of a storm. People notice that. Our politics ran to the, to the, to the Washington, right there to those stairs, and they were singing Amazing Grace that day. I don't know if you noticed that. I remember that. Didn't matter what background they were. They actually didn't realize they, that our country was under attack and they needed God that day. Oh, but America's in a wholesome country, but so powerful. Yeah, God is more powerful than anybody else. He will never deceive you or misguide you. You can trust Him. But take that this way God always will lead you to the paths of righteousness. God does not lead to do wrong things. God will not lead you to the, to the wrong friends. God will not lead you to the places of sin. God will lead you to what is good. Look what it says in Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Titus 1, 1 2 says, God, God that cannot lie. Hebrews 6, 18 says, it was impossible for God to lie. Three times we are told in the scriptures that our God cannot lie and will not lie. In him is always truth. I remember when Jesus was about to be crucified, the question was asked, where is the truth? The truth was standing next to him, right there. And he failed to know the truth or to see the truth with his very eyes. Now the word of God being truth and coming from God that cannot lie, it, make, it leaves mankind with a great problem. It's the problem of salvation. 
Do you believe that God is telling you the truth when he tells you that you need to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? God is not lying to you. God is not saying in his word you need to be religious. You need to be, you have your name in this church. You need to be baptized. You need to do good more than you do bad. No, God says you need to believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as your personal Savior. That's how you get heaven. That is the truth of God's word. So let's look at point number two. So God's word is perfect and complete. Point number one. Point number two. God's word offers new life and salvation. Look what it says in verse 70 of our text. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The second thing in verse 7 teaches us about, about God's word is this. God's word offers new life and salvation. Through this section, we will notice that David not, not only tells us what God's Word is, but what God's Word does in a person's life. That word translate converting is a word that means to bring someone back to refresh or to restore. I tell you what, I know those of you who are saved here this morning, you knew where you were before you got saved. Some of them got saved, mom and dad had a Bible in their home. Praise the Lord for that. That was my kids. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was an adult already married. But I praise the Lord for the day somebody reached to me with the word of God. We have to believe that God's word is true in order to receive it. So, God's word brings a person back to God who is the giver of life. God's word uh, uh, gives you life and vitality like food gives life to the body. God's word has the power to give life and sustain life. God's word gives you new life and new dynamic for living. Folks, through the years I've seen people who have totally made a mess out of their lives and they find new life in Christ. In Christ. And now that life was transformed. Transformed. Letter A, God's word makes one wise for salvation. God's word makes one wise. If you are not saved here this morning and you, uh, uh, with an honest heart, begin to, uh, begin to uh, try to understand what God's word, let me tell you this. God can change your hearts. God can make you a new creation, a new you. He will change your thinking. He will change your behavior. He will change your opinion about life. He will change everything about you. Let me tell you this. In my own testimony, after I got saved, I began to look at life much different than I used to think before I got saved. Much different. In a the person, I mean, the, the problem the way many people think is because they don't have God. They don't know God. They deny Him. And they question His word. Look what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians, uh, 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 3.15. And from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee, look what it says, wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. In Psalm 119, verse uh, 93, it says, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Wow. I said, I will never forget, Lord, that you, your, your ways, your, your word, because it's from there that you made put life in me. 
God's creation revealed to us God's glory, but God's word revealed to us His will. The scriptures teach us God's plan for salvation through Jesus Christ. Uh, God's word makes you wise for salvation. So let it be. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. All right, so the Bible is truth. The word of God is truth. God dictated His word. All right, so is that important for us to listen to God's word? Yes, it is. So Sunday school is important? Yes. Morning service is important? Yes. Sunday, Sunday night is important? Yes. Wednesday night Bible study is important? Yes, it's important. God's word is important. You know why? Because we are easy to forget people. We are very forgetful. We're little kids. We forget things. Don't you know that God never calls us uh, uh, adults? He calls us little children. Even, even John said that. You're little children. You know what? We never graduate to adulthood. Because we're little kids, so we forget things easily. We get distracted by this thing, that thing, that thing. So we need to be reminded constantly of God's Word. You know what? So we need that. We need the teaching and the preaching. We need the reading and meditation and devotion of God's Word. Because it's good for us. You know how many, how many times my mom used to say when I, I went out the door uh, leaving, my mom said, don't hang around with the wrong people. You know how many times my mom said that? Every time I went out the door. You know what I said to my mom? Mom, I heard this preaching many times. And my mom never gave up. She used to say that to me all the time. Don't lie to people. Don't be unkind to people. I better not hear that you are unkind to elderly people. That was my mother. You know what? Why she said that to me all the time? Because she didn't want me to forget because you hang around with this. You know what? Sometimes I do it this way. I've been a kid before. You know what? You're this, this holy little guy right here. But when your friends come around, you totally change. That was me. You know, you're here. But when you're here, it's a totally look like two different people. You try to impress your, pre your peers. You try to be cool. And you, even your parents look at you like, hey, I don't know you. Who are you? I don't, you don't act like that. You know what? It happened to all of us. You were there, I was there, and your kids are there. All right? We try to impress, and sometimes we think we're cool, you know, we try to fit in, and all these things. That's us, humans. You know what? God's Word is important to hear over and over again because we need to be reminded so we won't forget. Let it be. Faith, oh, I said faith come by. That's my, that was my point. So like Lord says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith come, cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Literally, we're saying right here, you need to open your ears. That's why God gave you two. Two satellite dishes so you can receive information. Open the doors of your heart. And when the word of God is teach, preach, proclaim, you listen. And you store it inside of your database there, your mind. You know, we store information on our computers today. You put all this information there. Then when you need it, you go back and take it. That's what we need to do with God's Word. It's there, stored in our minds. I'll tell you what, I have a file on my computer. I store it there, and I don't know how I'm going to open it up because it won't open so much about computers, right? I try many different ways, and I look, I cannot believe this. 
and uh, like, there's a bunch of messages over there I cannot access. I don't know. Maybe somebody will help me in the future with that. But anyway, so Paul writes again in Romans 1.16. says, look what he says. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, we talked about the word of God is true and about God's word have no errors. Now, if you believe that now, then you need to open your heart, like I said, and listen to God's words. Nobody can make you listen. You follow that? Nobody can make you listen. You have to want to listen for yourself. Nobody can make you do anything. You have to want to do it yourself. I said this morning to our young people in Sunday school, I said, your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Nobody can make that relationship vital or, 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 or with great zeal. You're the one who have to want it for yourself. Same thing with adults. We have to want that relationship. And by the way, it's your relationship, not mine. I have my relationship with God. You have your relationship with God. Is the same God? Yes. But our relationship is based on our want and desire. God allows us to grow in Him, to be more like Him. Let us see. Once in Christ, you always be a new creation. If you respond to the gospel in faith, you become a new creation. God gives you a new life in Christ. God literally will make you a whole new person. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Literally saying like this, you don't have to go back to the old ways. Now you can live in new ways. You follow that? You don't have to go back to this sinful activities that you used to do. You can have a new life here, you're a new person. Look what Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily. That word means truly, truly. He said, when God says one time, okay, when he says two times, he says, pay attention. Listen up. He says, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that heareth my words and believe on him that had sent me had everlasting life and shall come into, not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. I tell you what, God says to you and me, Listen up. Listen, pay attention. When it comes to Christ, you have crossover. When it comes to Christ, you become a new creature. When it comes to Christ, you become a new child of God. You used to be under the death and condemnation of this world, but now you are a new you, a new person. If you are a new person, why don't you live like you're a new person? Follow that? Why don't we live like a new person? Folks, it goes like this. If you believe the Bible is the Word of God, if you believe the Bible have no errors, if you open your heart to the Word of God and listen to the Word of God, if you open the doors of your heart and the doors of your mind, God's Word, the Bible, have enough power to change you from inside out, to save you, you'll save your soul from the penalty of sin, and to make a new child, a new creature, a new creation. God's Word has that power. So let's look at point number three. God's Word is trustworthy, a trustworthy God guide for life. Look what it says there in our text. It says, the testimonies of the Lord, verse 7, is sure, making wise the simple. You know what? We live in a very intellectual time. You agree with that? People are too smart. 
Or at least they think. So they think that Facebook is the latest news. That's how smart we are. Social media is the latest news. Okay. And we have, you know, the media that tell you what they want you to hear. So you have to search for the people that honestly are reporting the news. Okay? I'm not going to get in politics here. I don't get in politics. I'm preaching the word of God. But let me tell you this. It has to come a point that you and me and everyone else here have to believe. You have to believe for yourself that this book is the guidebook that you need to guide you through life. I cannot make you believe that. You have to believe it yourself. You have to believe that the God of the Bible is real. That's not a man upstairs. He's in control of all things. You have to believe that his word is enough to guide you through life. I'm talking about to guide you to guide you as you navigate through life, but also to guide you every step that you take, every day that he gives you. God's word is perfect and complete. God's word offers new salvation. God's word is trustworthy for life. God's word, uh, God's word translated testimony in verse 7 is a word that speaks of God's reminding and warning signs. Listen, folks. God give everything in this book to fit every life on planet Earth. You know the problem of our, our, our humanity is we don't want to be told what to do. Why kids rebel against parents? Because they don't want to listen to what parents have to do. I understand some parents are not the greatest parents. But I'm talking about an average parent that wants the best for their kids. Why parents, kids rebel against their parents? They, want to, they don't want to listen to instruction. They want to do what they want to do. And many of them make a mess out of their lives. But let me tell you, God's word is a guidance for life. All of us need this guidebook for life. Why did God left his word? Because, listen to this, he loves you. He does. You have to believe this, God loves me enough to leave his word for me to study, for me to live by it, and be a good citizen, be a good person, be a godly person, make a difference in this world. Do you think that Jesus made a difference in this world? He made such a difference, we're still talking about it. He was not rich. He was not a celebrity. He didn't make any movies. He was just a simple man. That's what he was. Preached the truth and the gospel. Healed the sick. Don't you know you can make a difference in this world too? You see, who am I? I'm just nobody. Many people don't even know I exist. You can make a difference in your world. You can make a difference towards those you are in contact with every day. You see that? The people that you get in contact every day, they are your world. You can make a difference in their lives with kindness, with love, truthfulness. People can look at you and say, that person speaks the truth. You know what? You might not think that way, but if they look at you as a trustworthy person, a person that speaks the truth, they will look at you with ultimate respect. You know what? We're not God, but we can make a difference in our world. Jesus made a tremendous difference in this world. The simple person in Scripture is the naive person. The person who is not grounded in God's Word or therefore easy led astray. Hey, the Bible is an old book. Hey, I agree with you. That's a simple mind. 
You know, the Bible says, uh, God helps those who help themselves. Oh, I agree with you. That's a good statement. That's a simple mind right there. You know, why could you say that if you never read the Bible for yourself? And I, as many, as many uh, uh, people out there that say things about the Bible, they have no clue what they're talking about. Right. No clue. But they think it's in there. And I say, well, show me. I, I want to read it too. It's not there. So, what we do here, you see, where was I here? I missed my spot. <laughs> so the simple person is a, is a person that is naive. We can say the word ignorant to the, to the truth. They don't, they don't try to stop and study. They don't try to get information and say, okay, I see this. I mean, don't just believe every wind of doctrine that is out there. Or, you know, somebody say something and just assume that it's true because they said something. No, explore it. That's why I say open your Bibles. Why I say open your Bibles? Because I want you to know that while I'm reading, you have in your own Bible as well. We go to a Bible-believing church. I hope you have one too. Not just me. So let a God's word gives you the wisdom you need. People can say what they want about the Bible. It is an old book. It's full of errors. It was written by man. The truth is that everyone have an opinion. We know that. Nothing will change the fact that the Bible is a book of truth. Don't matter what opinion a person may have. Now, if the Bible is the word, is the word of God and is the book of truth, do you think that it has the power to change your life? Yes, it does. Instead of uh, assuming things and listen to the voices of this world, get in yourself in the Bible, and the Bible will get into you. Believe me, it will happen. First of, first of all, God's Word gives you the wisdom you need to write living. Look, okay, actually, go to Psalm chapter 2. Let's look at some verses over here. Go to Psalm, Psalm chapter 2, verse 6. Look what it says there. I'll, I'll, I'll wait a little bit for you to get there. Look what it says. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. You want to understand about life, creation, where you're going when you die and all that? Is in the Bible. Don't listen to the things of this world. Oh, you know, oh, the Big Bang Theory. Boom, when it happened. Oh, what a shame to even believe that. You know what? You know, when I'm dead, I'm dead. That's it. You know what? It's all nonsense. I tell you what. Look what it says in Psalm 119, verse 98. The, the, through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies. When Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, he finished this way. Look what he says in chapter uh, Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, a very important word, whatsoever heareth these sayings of mine and do them, I will like... I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Why did Jesus say on a rock? Because it's solid. So he says, therefore, important word, whosoever hear it. Now, yeah, it's important that when, when we hear, we take it in. So when we first come to Christ, we was uh, simple people. But when we get the knowledge from the Bible, we will change our view of this world, our view of thinking. Let it be. God's word will protect you from every false way. Let me put it, put it this way, folks. I don't care what denomination is out there. I don't care which person is out there. When they come to me and try to tell me something, I already can smell them like a mile away. 
They're not going to deviate me from God's word because I know God's word. You know what? And you have the ability to know God's word as much as I know. You have, because God's word is available to you. You know, if we fall in the trap of these false teachers, you know what? It tells us that we're not grounded in the word of God. You know, a, a grandmother can, uh, can know more than a pastor knows. You say, wow, it is. Study God's word. Memorize it. Study. Apply it. God's word will protect you from every false way. People will come with you with sincere wrong opinions about God, the Bible. False teachers will come uh, trying to persuade you. Satan will try to deceive you. The, word, the world will try to mold you. But if you, if you become a student of the Bible, of God's word, God's word will, will enrich your mind and your heart and you will know how to stand against false teachers. You know how to stand for life. You know how to defend yourself against Satan. Don't you think that Satan is that dude that shows on TV in the cartoons with the little horns and, you know, a little red little guy that stays on, a, on your left, left shoulder and says, you do good. And you got the angel on the other side. No, no, you got to do No, he's a real dude. More powerful than you think. And you whisper because he wants you to destroy you. Look what it says in Matthew twenty two twenty nine. Jesus answered said unto them, Ye err, ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, know the power of God. Wow. God's talking that to the Pharisees at the time and said, You are full of mistakes, you don't understand the scriptures. You're almost done. I actually I conclude with this. Remember that that a road trip we talking we're talking about earlier, road trip, you need a GPS. Let me put it this way. Do you like your GPS? Brother Tom, he does the deliveries on Saturday. He said, I love my GPS. So you trust that little thing, right? You trust that little thing. And you go through those roads, you have no clue where you are, but you trust that little thing. You know, I understand. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And I like when I know what I am and, and, and I go my ways and he said, recalculate. <laughs> You know, it's, it's true. But when you, know, you don't, ha don't know where you are, you're glad you have it, right? You're glad you have it. It's like, I'm glad I know this thing. You know what? What about the Bible? How many times we are in the fork in the road? And you say, Lord, is that the left? Is that the right? Is that forward? Which way should way I go? And the Bible says you stand still. And we pray. We ask the Lord. And the Lord give us guidance. You know why? Because we trust in His Word. That's what we do. When we trust His Word, He will guide us. All the way until we get to the finish line and until we get home. We have everything. Folks, let me put it this way. Don't you ever believe when people say the Bible is full of errors. Don't you ever believe that people say that, that you cannot trust the book. is an old book out of date. It is the Word, the living Word of God, forever new, and has the power to change lives. It will change yours and is a road map for life. You can go anywhere in this world and take God's word with you and you will do no wrong. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. A healthy tree. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Many don't believe to be truth, but this preacher believes. That is the word of the living God. And I pray this morning, Lord, if there's someone here that never really received Jesus as Savior or believe that the Bible is the Word of God, may today they reconsider 
the word of God. May, we, may they reconsider Jesus and we ask to offer to them. May they open their hearts to you this morning and receive the truth of God's word. May they become new creatures. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.